You're listening to Martin Wolf's podcast from the Financial Times. Privatisation was one of the great achievements of the Thatcher era. But it is becoming increasingly evident that the transfer of monopolies into the hands of regulated companies that own, run and develop the assets altogether is flawed. This is excessively costly to consumers It is also an obstacle to investment in risky long-term assets such as airports, nuclear power, electricity and gas networks. This is not to argue that privatisation is devoid of benefits. Where competition could be introduced into the newly privatised industry, as in the case of telecommunications, the gains were huge. Elsewhere, privatisation was the way to allow essential activities to escape from the dead hand of treasury curbs on public investment. Private finance was more expensive, but investments were at least made. Yet as recent work by Oxford University's Dieter Helm makes clear, it is time to review the model. The bundling together of different functions in one regulated entity and the rules on costs, particularly of capital, need rethinking. A regulated utility consists of a set of assets, an operating function, and a coordinating function. The second, in turn, consists of two activities, running the business day-to-day and planning and implementing investment projects. Professor Helm argues persuasively that lumping all these together has led to inefficiency and a rip-off of consumers. Utilities have high capital costs and low operating costs. The purpose of the regulatory regime is to assure owners of the assets that they will not be expropriated. Thus the regulatory regime needs to offer a return sufficient to persuade investors to finance existing assets, known in the UK as the regulatory asset base. The regulatory regime also needs to offer private contractors sufficient returns to operate the business and develop and implement new capital projects. Under the assumption that all these functions are to be carried out by a single entity, the solution has been to offer a so-called weighted average cost of capital, whose components are debt and equity. Professor Helm's argument is that this has been a mistake. The weighted average cost of capital is too high for finance of the regulatory asset base and too low for finance of the other activities. Worse, he argues, the private sector has understood this with two dire consequences, excess profits on ownership of the assets and tendencies to underinvestment. The obvious way to finance the asset base is via debt. There is no reason to force customers to pay higher charges than are needed to surface debt raised against the assets. Why, after all, should customers compensate investors for the risk of expropriation, which the regulatory regime exists to eliminate? Because the weighted average cost of capital is well above the cost of debt, investors have been able to buy companies, BAA and the water companies, for example, replace the equity with debt, and enjoy a license to print money. Professor Helm estimates that this financial arbitrage has been worth up to £1,000 billion a year, at the expense of the customers, predominantly in water. This is quite simply a scandal. Yet this is not all. While the weighted average cost of capital is too high for finance of existing assets, 
it's too low for the risky operating and, above all, investment activities. Not surprisingly, the companies have little interest in undertaking these. The solution is to disaggregate the regulatory regime and the functions of these companies. Interestingly, the market itself is carrying out much of this via its financial engineering. Finance of existing assets should be by debt, with the cost of capital set accordingly. Operating assets and adding new ones could and should be franchised out, as is done for water in France. Instead of setting returns, as the regulators now do, the franchiser would discover the returns the market seeks via competitive auctions. Should franchisees fail to act in accordance with the contract, they would lose their franchise. What a simple solution that would have been to the problem of BAA. When one looks at it this way, it seems obvious that the finance of assets is a suitable function for the public sector, which has one huge advantage, the ability to borrow cheaply. The difference between public finance of the assets and debt finance of a privately owned regulatory asset base, whose service is guaranteed by charges on customers set by a publicly appointed regulator, is, to put it mildly, not obvious. The most sensible solution would have been for the public sector to finance the assets, with operating and investment activities fully contracted out. Ideally, the UK would not have to start from here, but movement in the right direction can still be taken by changing the UK's regulatory regime. The starting point must be with the cost of capital. Owners of assets should be allowed no more than a debt return, equivalent to the return on a safe long-term bond. Regulators should, meanwhile, ensure that there are adequate returns to the riskier business of expanding the asset base. The present situation is intolerable. It must change as soon as possible. Thank you for listening. To read Martin Wolf's columns online, please go to www.ft.com forward slash wolf.